Hello, everybody, and welcome to Living in the Third Degree with BPD. My name is Brad Shattuck, and I am your host. This podcast is about my personal experiences, stories, and events with dealing with borderline personality disorder, otherwise known as BPD. My experiences with BPD is due to my wife, now ex-wife, who I have been with for 34 years, was diagnosed with BPD in 2012. And I want to share my experiences with you so that if you are someone who has somebody in your life with BPD, that you may relate to what I'm saying along with my personal tips and suggestions that may or may not work in your specific situation. And if you are someone who has been diagnosed or think you may have BPD, that you may recognize the signs and understand the havoc and turmoil that it can have around people that are involved in your life. Let me caution you that I am in no way qualified or certified in the field of mental health and that my personal suggestions are merely my personal opinion and do not recommend that anybody take any mental health therapy into their own hands, but to personally seek out the help from a professional in the field of mental health. And furthermore, if you are a couple, you might even consider counseling to help further your relationship a little bit better. So with that being said, I hope you enjoy the show. and welcome to the Walking on Eggshells podcast. I'm your host Brad Shattuck and today we have a episode that is really true and dear to my heart. Actually I just discovered a lot of things tonight and fit a lot of missing pieces of a puzzle in my life that I'm hoping will help a lot of you. Um, it was almost like an epiphany but combined with all the research and reading I've done as well as living with my wife which will be 33 years next month which is now my ex-wife but we're back together I've really come up with some groundbreaking information that really makes a lot of sense and I hope it will with you as well and this episode is actually called insult to injury fighting the good and the bad so with that being said let's get on with the podcast everybody and again welcome to my podcast walking on eggshells living and dealing with a loved one who has borderline personality disorder otherwise known as BPD so anyways like I said today's episode I named it insult to injury fighting the good with the bad or the good against the bad um, but as I said I, I've done a lot of research and reading listening listen to other podcasts about BPD and just tonight I had an epiphany that really made a lot of sense and um, I'll use obviously a lot of my personal experience in this but I really got excited about it and I figured I'd record this episode. Now as I've mentioned before with BPD um, psychiatrists call their personality um, in between episodes is it's black or white there's no gray area or otherwise known as splitting and this becomes very tricky for people like us that 
love the person who has BPD, and we try our hardest <laughs> to deal with it, to bear it. Oh my God, it's it's never in the battle. It's every day. It's like somebody having cancer for thirty years and seeing them slowly diminish away, but yet they're still alive, hanging on. Um, but anyways, like I was saying about black or white. Now, my my wife, for example. And this may be true for a lot of people with BPD. And she's always said she just wanted to be loved. Now, she does go a little bit above. She's very flirtatious and loves attention. But the inner child in her just makes me cry so many times when we'd have arguments in the past. And she would record herself saying, I just wanted you to love me. That's all I've ever wanted in life is just to be loved. And that was one of the reasons we split up last year for a year. Because she said that I didn't make her feel loved. And it really made me mad at first because um, in further episodes you'll understand why. But I got mad like, what do you mean I didn't make you feel loved? You know, and I patted myself on the back for things that I did. But there was a lot more things I didn't do. Which um, would actually be going off subject if I got into that. So anyways, we had... Uh, a huge blowout last few days because she's had episodes <laughs> set off by the simplest things. I, I've in 33 years, I've never seen so many episodes in a 14 day period like, literally, every other day, every two days. I'm not kidding. Like, every time they turned around, I could tell she was going into her other side. Like, what the hell did I do? And you think after all the research and reading I've done and knowing her. I still can't pin it down. It's such a tricky disorder. And it's almost like the disorder knows it. Like, when you think you got to figure it out, it says, aha, no, you didn't. And it's literally like that. And, and trust me, I don't mean to make it no laughing matter, but sometimes you got to throw a little humor in there. As a matter of fact, we had one of my wife's relatives was dying of lung cancer, and the doctor gave him less than eight months to live, and... It was just after Christmas, so we all knew he would make it to Christmas. And he was joking one day, and he says, Well, at least I know what not to ask for Christmas this year. And everybody just started crying, but he had a big smile on his face. He said, Listen, I'm the one who's dying. i got to laugh about it, you know, because I'm going to be frowning for eternity in the ground. But not that I want to bring that up, but that's what I'm talking about. Throwing a little humor in there. But anyways... So, with her always saying she just wanted to be loved, and it would kill me afterwards, and I would say to her, if you want to be loved so bad, and it kills you, then do something about your disorder, because that's what makes me say things I regret, makes me say horrible things, because she pushes every button and brings up the worst in me, and I feel bad afterwards. So, there's two things I discovered. Number one... I finally answered this question. I always said it was so hard and near impossible for people with BPD to um, apologize. And that was actually my last episode. But what I kind of realized, when the bad person comes out, that's the other side. And the good person is completely, it's like two totally different people. And... How can the good one apologize for the bad 
and the bad take away from the good. They're two totally different people. So when they turn good, the reason they don't apologize is because that's not the person who did it. It's literally black and white, two different people. And when they say splitting, it's literally splitting. So now I understand why they can't apologize. But on the other hand, the bad one uses the good. You know, um, like my wife will say, I never really did love you. I just um, allow you to be here because I feel sorry for you and, you know, stuff like that. But no, anybody can do that. That's pretty much just like <laughs> throwing stuff in your face. But so many times she has said to me, I don't like the other side of me. It's so bad. And like I said, it's 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 amazing. So what I also realized is their inner sides fight with each other. Well, her side that wants to be loved so bad, as soon as she starts getting love, and I've noticed this, as soon as we start doing really good, an episode would blow up. And I'm like, you know, I just treat you like a queen for a whole week. And all of a sudden, when I think things are going great, you pull an episode. So tonight, I actually said, wait a minute. The good person wants to be loved, but the bad side gets jealous because the bad side only knows hate, only wants hate, and doesn't want the love side to be loved. So it will do anything it can to get, like me, to hate her completely. But I've known in my mind, it's not her I hate, it's the bad side of her that I hate. Even she hates her bad side. And the bad side knows that and wants to get even. So it takes away any good from the good side and says, you know, I really didn't love you. Um, I just did this because I felt bad for you. Because they want you to hate them as a whole, not individually. So I started thinking back. I said, you know what? I'm right. As soon as things got really good, she'd pull an episode. And I'd get so frustrated. Now, in most cases, people would probably say, you know, listen, this is a merry-go-round. It's getting ridiculous. As soon as I do everything right, she pulls an episode. Obviously, she don't like what I'm doing. Um, I can't do enough. I'll never win. As that person walks away. And the bad side goes, huh, I won again. Hey, love side, you ain't getting shit. So, I haven't even seen my wife since uh, a few hours ago. And during this time is when I figured this all out. So, I just sent her a really nice text. And I said, you know... Regardless of what we said to each other, and especially what I said, I said, you know, I've always said this. I feel bad afterwards. That's why a lot of times I walk away because I don't want to say things I'm going to regret because it's so hard to hold it in. No matter how much you love them, how long you've been with them, as much as you know it's not entirely their fault, they push those buttons and they reach down and they just rip your gut out. So I said, you really need to listen to this. This is about you. So I explained everything I'm putting into this episode about the evil side being jealous. How dare the love side be loved? Oh no, I'm taking this away. So as soon as whatever sets your BPD off um, or your person's BPD, my wife has many. It can be just a hand movement, a tone of my voice, um, something I said, a joke, a song. Sometimes it's the most ridiculous thing. I talk too loud in a certain part of the house at a certain time. There was literally so many triggers I couldn't even 
begin to tell you. But I also have another episode called Triggers, which I think I'm going to um, add on to that and amend that one or do another one like Triggers Part 2. But anyways, after figuring this out, I got really happy. Now, unfortunately, she's probably still going through a full-blown episode. And won't talk to me for a couple of days. But when she does, I am going to say, listen, I don't care. Even if you hate me, even if your good side hates me, you need to listen to this. And I think when she starts realizing, you know, how she can better herself... She'll do it. And she has. She's taken a lot of my suggestions. Because she knows I really do love her. And I do put up with a lot. She'll tell me to leave. And she'll make me feel so close that I, I just literally want to end it. And I'm talking about ending my own life. Or giving up completely. But I always run back to her. And I try telling her, listen, that should prove to you I love you. Most people would just keep on walking. If not, pick up the pace and run. But I don't. I pull a 180 and I run back to you. And then she has said to me, how can you love me? I'm so mean to you. I'm so evil. And then sometimes she'd continue on and say, I got to get help for it because I treat you so mean. And I know you love me. You do such nice, sweet things. And since we've been back together for 13 months, you've made so many improvements. And you've really showed me that you do love me. And you've made me feel loved that I yearned for so long. So, this episode excuse me, isn't going to be extremely long, but I have to share that with all of you. And I'm hoping a lot of you will say, oh my God, that does make sense. Whether you're somebody who suffers with BPD or knows somebody who does. And I think that at the same time, people with non-BPD maybe we'll have so much more of a better understanding that they are two completely different personalities and the other one is complete polar from the other um, opposite polar um, and that this disorder is not entirely actually it's not their fault at all now as far as reducing episodes a lot of that can be controlled with medication um, DBT counseling um, but it takes a lot of that person themselves, but they have to have something to strive for, something like a goal. Now, like with my wife, her goal is to feel loved and to be appreciated and to feel special. And she deserves to. I've been with this woman for 33 years and I love her with every, every ounce of blood that I have in my body, every inch of my heart and soul. I would die for this woman. And people ask me, why do you stay with her? She's so evil. No, she's not. As with most of us, we have a good side and a bad side. With them, it's so much more extreme. It's a million times more extreme. But I fell in love with the good side of her. Now, if I had met her during a full-blown episode, we wouldn't have been together for a day. But I fell in love with her on her good side, for her good side, and all the good things about her. And that overshadows the bad. Because I know there's a good person in there. And the way I look at it, I can have 28 days of hell. Complete hell. Anybody who knows somebody with BPD knows exactly what I'm talking about. It's no exaggeration. If somebody said you're going to hell when you die, you can tell them, you know what? It's probably no different than what I'm going through now. But she has so many good qualities. I swear she was 
an angel sent from heaven. But her bad side came straight up from the ground from hell. But like I was saying, I could go through 28 days of hell. And if I only got the rest of that month, two or three days of the good side of her, the joy, the love, the fun, it makes it all worth it. And that's why I stay with her, because the minimal days of greatness against the multiple days of hell makes it so worth it. Because every time that I get closer when she's in a good mood, so it's just like the first day we fell in love. I get a glimpse of her eyes, and it's her beautiful eyes that I fell in love with. Her beautiful rosy cheeks, her gorgeous face, her personality, everything. Everything that I fell in love with, I fell in love with all over again. Every time. And I could never lose something like that. Never. And I pray for the day that the amount of days I get in hell will be the opposite. That I'll get 28 days of an angel and only a few days of hell. And I would give so much. I would give anything to have that. And not just for me. Because that sounds really selfish. But for her. Can you imagine if you were bogged down with cancer. And you were tired all the time. Had to go to chemotherapy. Threw up and all the other side effects of chemo. Not alone. Oh, I'm sorry. Not, not just that. But knowing that you're going to die. And just everything about that. Can you imagine going through that every single day? And if somebody said, listen, you're going to live for five years. But if I can make a deal with you, you can only live for three years. But you're only going to have two days of hell. And the other five days are going to be just like you were reborn again. Like you were before your cancer. I can guarantee you that 99% of the people would say, I'll trade that in a heartbeat. Why live misery for the last days of your life? I know I would. And I would also trade anything to have that with my wife. Oh God, I would. You could take my legs, take my arms, take my eyesight. Because you can't see and you can't feel it with your arms or your feet. It's the love in your heart that you feel. And I know all of you will know what I'm talking about. And even the people with BPD know what it feels like to be loved. And it's embarrassing to try to get somebody to love you when you're in a full-blown episode. You know, that'd be like me going up and punching somebody in the face and saying, Hey, can you be my best friend? You know, I hate to put, um, you know, explain the familiar with the unfamiliar, but that's literally what it's like. And I know all of you listening, whether you have BPD or know somebody with it, tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> I'm not. I know I'm not. I get probably just as much experience as any of you and probably have more experience understanding and learning about it than people that do have it. But trust me, there's no substitute. The people that have it are so lost. They don't want this. They're confused. They don't even know themselves. They don't understand why they're different, why they have two personalities. They feel like somebody who's in a wheelchair, that they're looked at differently, crazy, out of their mind, almost like a plague. Nobody wants to be around them. And that's why they have a high rate of Taking all lies because they deal with the abnormally of well abnormal to society's sake 
And it's so hard to get somebody to love them for who they really are because a lot of people aren't patient. They see the craziness and they, they run. <laughs> they pick up the pace and they run, run, run. And that's why they have such short-lived relationships. You know, they're fast, quick, they're extreme, and then they're gone because people don't put up with the craziness. You know, if I happen to yawn at the wrong time, my wife thinks I'm sending a signal, you know, to a girl that's waiting outside the window, and that means, hey, go get the car ready. I'll be out in a minute. And I'm not exaggerating. That's literally some of the things I go through. Now, somebody who just meets somebody would be like, are you kidding me? I'm out of here. But I don't. Even during full-blown episodes, I've told her, you're not chasing me away. I'm not leaving. I'm going to literally hold off on saying anything back to you no matter how nasty you get. Because I want to show you I love you. And you know what? I hate the person that's out right now, but I love the person that's inside. And I know whether it's a day, three days, five days, or seven days, that I have to deal with the evil side, the woman that I love is going to come out, and I'm going to congratulate her for coming back to me, and I'm going to show her how much I appreciate it. And to her, that's what I want her to see. If you want to be loved, feel loved, feel like a queen, feel appreciated, all the inner love and romance that most women want, most everybody wants, but especially somebody that feels alone in the world, feels different. You gotta try a little extra harder. Think about the rewards. I know it's not easy. I shouldn't say I know that because I don't have it, but I witness it, I see it. I see the hurt and the pain that my wife goes through and it's sad, it chokes me up every time because she literally is an angel. That's the woman I fell in love with and that's what makes it all worth it. But anyways, um, I had to share that with everybody. And I'm hoping to God people with BPD, maybe that's just a light up in their head and says, you know what, he's right. And people that live with somebody with BPD say, you know what, I think he's on to something. And like I said, if I can help anybody with BPD understand they're not different. They have a disorder, it's like somebody's got a limp. Or somebody has migraines, you're not different. According to society, they may label it that way, but you're two people, two personalities, two totally different people. But as a whole, you're a great human being. And the people that are in your life are freaking damn lucky to have you. And if there's a reason they stay with you, think of those reasons and try to get those reasons to come out more. Because it'll benefit both of you. And I think even a little bit more the person with BPD. Because I really do feel bad for you guys, the ones that... I just don't understand what the hell's going on in your life. You can be 30, 40, or 50 years old and still not know who you are. Or understand why you have this and why you go through it. You know, and some people say, why did God put this on me? You know what? It's a challenge and it's a test. You know what? You can overcome it a lot more than you do now. Put your mind to it. Soak in all the therapy. Take the medication. And definitely practice DBT. Oh my God, DBT is a godsend for anybody, but especially people with BPD. It was designed for them to step back, take the moment, take a breath before you say something hurtful. And that's probably one of the biggest, biggest positives that anybody with DBT can take in is, I'm sorry, with BPD can take in is DBT. We're getting too many acronyms here. But anyways, with that being said, 
God bless you all. And have sympathy and empathy at the same time. But please, for your own sake and the people that love you, just try a little harder. Like I said, the rewards outweigh everything. <laughs> but anyways, again, God bless you all. Thank you for listening. And I just want to share a note. I was looking at my statistics on my podcast. And um, women is the largest group of audience. Is 63% women. And uh, the age range right now is between 34 and 45. So we got pretty much mostly middle-aged women who are the biggest group of my audience. So I just want to say thank you to everybody. But anyways... Have a great night. God bless you. And I hope to know that you're listening to my podcast and it's helpful. And keep listening. Have a great evening and a great weekend.